welcome to Lion's Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. This show is for my spiritual contemplations, baby. And you know, I love, I was just talking to my friend this morning about this word contemplations because it really is, it's something that Buddhism taught me that I realized from this, this conversation I was having that we need to explore what that means more. What does, what does contemplations even mean? And I know I've explored this before, but, you know, what got this conversation started is um, that I've been tapping into the wisdom of the gene keys. Um, and it's so beautiful. We each have these, like, kind of keys in our chart and our genetic coding. And um, and so you get your keys and you, you just, you read through the contemplations that are in reflection to each key. Very much like, you know, when you start practicing Buddhism, for example, you could receive a text, um, an example of a, a, you know, my teachers never gave me this text because it's pretty westernized, but a good one in my example would be like the Tibetan book of living and dying. That's a book of contemplations, you know, most of the sacred script that we're reading, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, the way of the Bodhisattva, even, you know, the poetry of Rumi. These are contemplations. These are pieces of text that are, are poetry that have a deep resonance and a deep meaning. And if we can keep on asking ourselves to understand this deeper, you know, to contemplate it deeper, we can unlock, you know, the wisdom body. You know, I'm someone who reads a lot of books. I got really good grades in school. You know, I love to consume information. But does that mean I'm embodying it? No. You might, you might know Sanskrit and you can, you can say texts straight out of the Bhagavad Gita. And you know the name of every asana and all of that. But are you embodying it? That's what matters. And sometimes I'm like, Jane, you don't have to be in such a quest for knowledge. You're on a quest for wisdom, girl. Like, contemplate it. And on Jay Shetty's podcast, um, I don't remember who his guest was, but they had this amazing conversation about, and I think they were talking about somebody else that they both look up to, who would have one of those, like, cookbook stands on his desk in his office. And it was opened to a book. I don't remember which book. And he noticed that it was always open to that same book. And he said, why, why do you have the same page open in this book? And he said, oh, I am reading this same sentence every day until I fully understand it. And this idea that, you know, you can say you've read the book. Do you understand it fully? No. No, not at all. You finish the book and you move on with your life. And sometimes we think we're going to read a book and it's going to change our life and we're so inspired while we're reading it and then it ends. And we move on to the next self-help book, you know, the next inspiration text. And I love this idea about returning to our contemplations. You know, I'm constantly returning to my Buddhist texts. And as I've been here... I've been, you know, exploring my gene keys and having these contemplations. And of course, 
<laughs> thinking. <laughs> I feel like I was really building up to a point there and the point was, you know, thinking. So let me kind of, let's just ground in because I just, I really just hit the ground running. Let's all take a breath in here. <sighs> I am like level 1100 right now. <laughs> Excitement, clarity, just like energy, just like vibe, everything. I am feeling like a fucking crystal diamond sparkling in, in the wind. Like, let's just, let me just be totally real with how great I'm feeling right now. And I'm even asking myself, I'm like, am I bypassing anything? Am I covering up anything? And you know, you guys, I am, I'm in Oregon right now in Lincoln City on the coast by myself. I've been here alone for only four days now. And my whole intention of coming here was to find a deeper reconnection with myself. Not only have I been in the most incredible relationship I could have ever imagined for the last three years, you all know how devotedly in love I am with Brunella. And also, in the past, you know, I say I've been running my business for the past three years, but I started holding space, or sorry, I say that I've been running my business for the last year, right? But really, my business started in like 2018, 2019, around the time when I started dating Bruna, around the time when I started serving people part-time through <laughs> not serving them tacos, through serving them Reiki and holding space and teaching my workshops and doing all of those things. And now I am hitting this plateau. Plateau is not, I like, I want to say like mesa. Is that the right word? I don't know. I'm hitting such a high point in my career right now where like I feel very set up and I feel like I am very relaxed into my lifestyle that I have built for myself that has been a goal of mine through all of this. And now I'm here, you know, like it's set. I feel like I can coast a little bit. And getting here, the past couple of weeks, like since I got home from Brazil, there was just so much sticky energy inside of me. This, this feeling of distance. I, I, had, a, I had a reading with, with Lindsay, shout out sister. And the word separation kept coming up. And I was feeling that. I was feeling that in my partnership. I was feeling that with myself. And even, and even you know, <clears throat> within that, like this interesting awareness of codependent energy. And I decided to pick up this book, Codependent No More, and start kind of tuning into what that even means. And... I started having this recurring thought in my head. It's so weird. Like, you guys, I've been 27 for 10 months now, and it's finally landing. I keep thinking, I'm 27, and I've never really spent much time alone. I And my, my rebuttal to that is always, I spent enough time alone as a kid. I just did won't get into my childhood, but if you know me, you know. And 
when I got older and I got to like have roommates and live with my friends and, you know, live with my partner, it's been like, why would I ever want to live alone? Like I did that. I've never wanted to go on a trip alone ever. Like anytime the ideas come up, I've been like, why would I want to do that? Why wouldn't I want to share it with somebody? And then I, you know, the more I was exploring what's going on with me, the separation, the more that I started realizing. It's funny because I'm, I'm remembering how nervous it made me and I'm sitting in the most relaxed state now experiencing it, you know. But the idea of planning a trip to go somewhere by myself like not for the purpose of retreat, but like just to go be with myself. That really scared me, you know? Every every time I've gone on a plane by myself, it's been that I'm going to meet people at the other end at some point, no matter where I go. And here in Oregon, I would be alone. And I want to share with you guys, you know, where I am and what's going on here because there's so many parts of my life that I keep very, very private. And I feel like that's, I don't know, it's weird. Like, as I said that, the word gatekeepy, keepy, not keeper, but keepy, <laughs> came up um, because I don't really want to give you guys the idea that I, um, I don't know. I don't know what y'all think who don't know me personally, who don't know that my whole life since I w I don't know how old I was when my parents got a house here, but, and it's funny, I'm feeling myself getting nervous when, when like this is, these are aspects of myself that I'm really trying to own and step into and that like, this is nothing for me to be nervous about. But I think sometime in my teenage years, at some point, my dad bought a house here on the coast of Oregon. And it was just like the greatest little house right up on this cliff. Oh my God. It was, I just loved it there. I loved it there. It was so peaceful. It was on this peninsula called the Salishan Peninsula. And it's like definitely a very elitist side of Oregon. Um, but it was beautiful and I just, I loved it there. And my dad, it, 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 it was, you know, a smaller place. I'll just say that. And my dad always had this dream of building a, a, a bigger place for his four daughters. And, you know, I feel vulnerable sharing this. I'll just say that, you know, this is my family. This is, this is my family. Um, and I remember when he, we were here and he brought me to this lot that I'm sitting on right now. And he said, I just bought this piece of land, Jane. And like, I'm building a home for my girls, like, so that you four, no matter what happens, you guys will always have this place to come to. And I just was like, you know, I... I have an interesting relationship with my dad, but there are so many moments in my life like that where I just looked at him and I'm just like, you are so fucking cool. Like, you're so cool. <laughs> so um, I'm not very open about these, these parts of my life. And um, the reason I am the way I am is because of my parents, you know, and I, I want to respect them and their privacy and you know, my own privacy, but I think my dad would love to know that I'm 
I'm sharing this openly with him because here we are, this Thanksgiving. This is years, years, years later. I don't know how many years it's been. Here we are, it's Thanksgiving, and the house is built, and we all get to come and have Thanksgiving here. And I got to bring Bruna here, and um, here we are. So to add to that story, many of you may or may not know that I went to college in Oregon, and so having that house here it really was like a home to me. I would go there on the weekends a lot. We've got this old land cruiser that I would drive back and forth. And, and so I do miss that place because it was really, really different. Um, but now we have this gorgeous home that, you know, my dad built for us to enjoy for the rest of our lives. And so I want to share this with you for a couple of reasons. A... I want to be more authentic about who I am and where I come from and um, what my family's like. For those of you who listen to my podcast, like, this is a place for me to be more raw and more vulnerable and, you know, share the things about me that maybe I'm not saying on my Instagram stories, right? And the second thing that I want to say is to anyone out there who has ever felt guilty about how blessed they are. That's like really what I'm going for. It's not really about like, yeah, I have a beach house and like, you know, whatever. That's not what this is about. I grew up in such a privileged, wealthy world where I thought everybody had a beach house that they spent the summer in and a cabin that they went to in the winter. Like that was my reality. And as I got older started to discover that not everyone lived that way. And it hit me the hardest when I turned 18. I went to travel in Cambodia for a month, stayed in a village there. Then I moved to Oregon <laughs> and met people who did not grow up like I did. And I started to feel awful about the fact that I was raised in a privileged world. And, you know, looking back on it, it's just like, geez, why would we, why would we put each other down like that? You know, these, these girls that um, were in my dorm, like the way that they would talk about the people who they realized were wealthy that lived in the dorm, like it was so harsh and demeaning. And I started to get afraid that if they like learned more about me, that they wouldn't like me. And so I really started feeling ashamed because I realized that I was different. So I really started to feel ashamed and started to kind of reject that part of myself, really. Be embarrassed of my parents' success, be embarrassed of their lifestyle, decide that I don't I don't really want to go get a job that's going to make me a lot of money. Like I, I really started lowering my standards. I, you know, so much about me changed when I started becoming ashamed of my gifts and my blessings and like the privilege that I was raised with. Call it white privilege. Call it elitism. Seriously, like call it whatever you want. Those of you who feel this, like, you, I hope that I can influence you with this message. And those of you who don't feel it, I hope that I can influence you with this message because A, you guys know, I still fucking suffered 
I still like, I have, you know, I don't need to tell you all the stories about how much I suffered. But also at the same time, I had that safety. Okay? So like, I understand that I, my upbringing was not like everybody else's. That really, really came to light. And okay, so the point I'm trying to make is that eventually I started having like all these really big blessings coming my way. Like my best friend and I decided to move in together and we found this gorgeous house that we could afford. And it, and like so many people were like, there's no way you could have gotten that house. And I was like, I'm not kidding you. Like we, we got the house, like we're in it. We found this place that we could afford. And at this point in my life, like I was supporting myself completely. I refused to ask my parents for any support. I did everything I could to get their name off of everything that I paid for because I was going into this like, and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I was going into this very like, I will be self-sufficient. I will figure this out on my own. And that's just the way that I have always been. And so I did the thing and, you know, I manifested this like gorgeous house with my best friend. We were having so much fun there and like things were going so well at my job. Like I was getting all these articles published. And I was working for this great magazine and like I was, I was surviving and, and things were coming my way. And I have this amazing grandma who is always sending me money that was always just helping me along when, whenever times got tight and it was, it was after this house we manifested then, and this was in 2019, 2018. This is when things really shifted for me, you guys. In one year, I manifested two separate plane tickets to Nepal that were given to me. And I remember the first time before I started, before I was about to go to my first trip to Nepal, and we had just moved into this house and I'm living with my best friend and my job is going so well. And I'm literally like, oh, and I'm falling in love with Bruna and I'm literally like, life's getting too good. I don't know if I can handle this. And I remember going to my teacher a few weeks before I was leaving for Nepal and just saying, Lama, I don't think that I deserve any of this. Like, everything is just coming to me too easily. Like, I don't deserve to just go to Nepal for two weeks. Like, I don't deserve all of these things. Like, my whole life I've just been so privileged and I've had everything handed to me. And like, I, ha I don't deserve any of this. And I, this was in the, this was really in my healing process, you know. I really had to forgive myself for a lot of things. And I really didn't believe that I deserved anything that life was offering me. And he looked at me and he said, Jane... Life is trying to give you these gifts because of your karma, because you deserve them. All of this privilege and all of these blessings that you've had in your life are because of the karma that you've accumulated that has brought you into this world. And now you're an educated young woman who can go to Nepal and study Buddhism and gain that influence and share it with the world. These are your gifts and you need to receive them and you need to stop pushing them away. Like I was really ready to be like, I don't think I can do this. I don't deserve this. And that 
was when I started to realize if I believe in karma, if I believe in past lives, if I believe that every lifetime I am here to be a bodhisattva, to be as powerful as I can, to serve as many people as I can, why would I not believe that it was in my karma to be born into a family where I was very comfortable and very privileged and yet still had to go through a very dark night of the soul? Just because you grow up in a privileged world does not mean you don't suffer, and I know we all know this. But to have the resources to pay for treatment, to have the resources to go to go college and get educated, to have the resources to go to a yoga teacher training, to get Reiki certified, to do all of these things. Yes, I, I invested in all of those things because I was able to take risks because I have always had this comfortability that if I need help, I'll be able to get it. And when you have that much cushion, you can, you can play. And I really want to acknowledge that. I do. Yeah, this is a really vulnerable spot for me. It really is. It really is. So I shifted into, I have been blessed with this privilege. I have been blessed with this lifestyle. There are people who are just working all day long just to get by. And I have been given this life of privilege so that I can be a bodhisattva, so that I can study and practice and teach and be a guide and to relieve suffering upon others. And there is nothing wrong with wanting a comfortable life. And in the last couple of years, I have learned to embrace my privilege with so much gratitude. Which got me to the place of saying, Jane, you have a beach house in Oregon that you are always welcome to run off to. And you really need some time to take care of yourself right now. Can you allow the universe to give you that gift? Can you allow yourself to receive that gift? And so for those of you who have these blessings, maybe you have like the most incredible partner ever and sometimes you're like, they're too good to me, I don't deserve it. Yes, you do. Maybe you have like the best fucking parents that are just like, oh, whatever you want, honey, we're going to give it to you. And you're just like, my parents give me fucking everything. Yes, you deserve it. Maybe just the world has always just been handing you everything. You've just like walked through life, just like things just work for you because you deserve it. And this is, I've, you know, my heart is still beating a little bit from sharing this with you guys because I am, I am owning for the first time that I come from this privileged background and it is a blessing that I am grateful for, that I do not take for granted, that I will use every ounce of my resources to make a change on this planet. And even if that means going to hang out at the beach house by myself so that I can get into my own best energy to prepare to serve the, all of the people that are flooding my way right now, I'm going to do that because I deserve it. And you know what else? Life is meant to be beautiful. 
This is something I've been seeing in my records so much. I saw it in a reading I was giving someone else. She had this history of royalty, but it wasn't royalty as in us and them. It was just their way of life, of just beauty everywhere, riches everywhere, ocean views all the time, gorgeous clothes all the time, knowing that this is just part of what we get to do here on earth is play in the material because when we die, all we get to take with us is the emptiness of our soul. So why not enjoy and experience all the richness and the luxury that this goddess and this God human form we embody is here to enjoy? It isn't greedy because we are unattached. Yes, it would be tragic if this house went up in flames. But would I be able to let it go? Of course. Some This house is reminding me of my own mortality because my dad wants generations of us to enjoy this home. And so then I'm like, oh, kids? Death? I will die and this home will be here and my descendants will be here? Like... Whoa, you know, I really want to enjoy my life, you guys. Like, I really want to just, I just, I just want to enjoy every blessing that comes my way. I just want to live the lifestyle where if I want to go to the beach, I just, I buy a fucking ticket and I find an Airbnb or I find a place to stay or I stay with a friend or I move into a nicer place, you know? I work to create the life I want to live and then I want to stand in unwavering strength and grace that we can all live this way, whether you come from a privileged background or not. We all have, we all have access to this. And I'll tell you, growing up around wealth, I constantly heard the message, there's a whole lot of money out there, you just got to go get some of it. And I think that is what made it, has made it so easy for me to create that for myself, to create the lifestyle that I live now that my parents do not pay for, in case you were wondering. <sighs> so I decided that I would come here and spend two weeks alone. And leading up to it, I was very scared, you guys, because all of these younger versions of myself who have spent too much time alone were not okay. I did not like being with myself. It was very hard. My guitar was my escape. My art was my escape. Smoking weed was my escape. And I don't want to escape myself anymore, you know? And obviously I decided to stop escaping myself the day that I started my recovery. And the day that I decided I wanted to keep living, you know? And so I haven't given myself the time alone. And, and here's one interesting thing, you guys. Every time the idea came up of like, why don't you just go hang out in Oregon for a little while by yourself and see how that feels. Every time that idea came up, the next thought that came up was, you can't just leave Bruno like that. 
this is relationships, right? Like I know I'm not the only one in a relationship who thinks that. Like, no, invite her to come. And so I did, and that didn't feel authentic. I want to be in a relationship where I can say, hey, I'm going to go schedule two weeks by myself so that I can get back to Jane for a little while. And then I can come back and I can be a more whole and complete version to love you because that's what you deserve. And I'm so grateful that I'm in a relationship where that's my reality, where I get a voice message from her every morning saying, I miss you, but it feels so good that we're feeling so good about this spaciousness that we have. Because here's the thing. After that last reading I got with Lindsay, I got a little tripped up of like, I'm so far away from my soul. Like I'm so far away from my soul. Like there's a piece of it missing and I need to do a soul retrieval. And oh my God, like I really was like, oh, it really just felt like an undertaking. And I was like, I'm going to go to Oregon. And I live, so there's, it's a two hour drive from PDX to the coast. And I was like, I'm going to be in the car with a six CD changer playing all the Coldplay albums. And I'm going to be crying on the drive here because I'm just like, I'm so far away from my soul and I'm losing myself. And I, I think I might have gotten a little bit dramatic about it because I don't know this part of myself yet. I haven't given myself the chance to be completely alone, 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 alone. Like even when I was at the monastery, I wasn't alone, you know, like in this house, I'm alone, you guys, like nobody is here. There's construction workers next door and the carpenter knows my dad and he's like, he's like around in case I need something. <laughs> I'm alone, you guys. It's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. And the drive out, I was great. I was feeling good. It was a beautiful drive. I was listening to my music, listening to my podcast. I got here, got my groceries. I kind of set up the house for myself. I cooked my dinner. I you know, set up my bedroom. Um, I went to bed. I woke up, you know, like I'm having a great time. And I feel this morning I woke up and I went on a walk to the beach and I was like, Jane, you have reconnected with your soul. <laughs> like, you know, like mission accomplished. Like you guys, it just takes a couple of days alone. And the first thing that I realized waking up the next morning and just getting ready for my day, because I'm still working, I'm still doing my entire regular schedule, I realized that there is nobody around to influence my energy. Nobody. It's just me. If I get on a call with you, you're, you're energetically there. And then I close the computer and you're energetically not there anymore. You know, like there's boundaries in the screens. They don't come into this space. But if I, you know, the just Salt Lake City itself, you guys, like I live on State Street. The energy there, <laughs> it's a lot. You know, there's a gym in my house where people are coming to work out. I feel that energy. I feel my partner's energy. I feel my codependency with her, you guys. So I've been exploring a little bit about codependency. 
and this book, Codependent No More, it's like really amazing because it's really laying it out for me. I have some, you know, I have some opinions about it, but I'm not qualified to share them. Don't feel like it. Um, but it's really interesting because it lists these like codependent behaviors and I think everybody should just read the list of them and ask yourself if you're ever that way. Because just reading that list now that I'm away from my partner that I love, that I don't think I'm codependent with, I'm like, oh, we're all a little bit codependent and we need to notice that. So being here in my own energy, really focused on myself. What do I need? What do I feel like doing next? Am I hungry? Where do I want to sit in the house? Like all of these things, like all of these options, what do I want to do now? It's all on me. And the first thing I noticed in the first day is like my energy feels so crystal clear. It didn't take that long, you know? I just needed to get some space. I just needed to be in solitude. I didn't need to like come here and like meditate for 12 hours and like drink ayahuasca and like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't need to like do a lot. I just showed up in my regular life in a way that gave me more space. And I feel really, really clear. And it feels really, really good to be here. I, I really, today I am celebrating just such a high point in my life and in my journey. I am. And so I'm just putting out a rule, a contemplation. <laughs> if you feel like you want to go spend time by yourself, you should do that. In fact, if you are someone who supports people the way that I do, I think it's imperative that you plan two weeks out of every year where you just go off and you do your own things somewhere else away from people. I have been able to show up for my clients with so much more presence. I have been able to show up for my work with so much more source energy flowing through me. Because I'm not wrapped up in the mundane of my day-to-day -day life. And I know I need to figure out how to shake that up. And at the same time, I kind of like shaking it up the way that I do. Which is, where do I want to go next? I'm so lucky to have a home base in Salt Lake City where I can afford to live. And then hop to where I want to go next to unlock that side of me that needs to open up. You know, one of my gene keys is about expansion, 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 and showing others how to ascend through their own expansion. And so for me, it's like coming here was an expansion. This morning, I signed up for a new program and a retreat in the same day. And putting that money out there was like mm, expansion. Ugh, yes. Reaching for something a little bit deeper looking for something to open me up to something new. The way that I feel when I'm in Brazil, you know, the way that I feel when I'm in Nepal, the way that I feel when I'm in Thailand, all of these different places on the earth that help me expand into new places, new parts of myself. And you know, at home, ways that I can do that is like, today I'm going to go to this coffee shop to work, and today I'm going to do this, you know. Last week, one of my clients just came over to my house, and we just sat down in my, in my office, and I was like, this is great, you know, like I like this switch up. So 
yeah, giving you permission to change things up, get out of your routine, get out of your normal mindset, get out of your normal space, go find a place to spend some time alone and see how that feels. Went to dinner by myself and I wore these really, really tight jeans, which was really, really dumb. Like cute, tight jeans for a date, not to go out by yourself and order pan fried oysters. Mm -mm. (laughs) Just like big sister tip there. Like if you're going to go out alone to eat a bunch of fried seafood, don't wear tight jeans. And own it, you know? Like, have you ever gone out to a restaurant by yourself? Like, have you done these things by yourself? And I'm just kind of like, I'm 27. I need to start doing things by myself, especially if I want to spend the rest of my life with the most incredible woman ever and still be the cute, fresh, adorable, vibrant little thing that I am. I have to prioritize my time alone or else I'm going to get very boring and dull because I start to lose myself a little bit. And this is always how I've been. So through this process, I've really been reminded and I feel like this message has been coming through about like women especially, we have to learn to trust in ourselves. We have to learn to trust in ourselves. And I just want to like shout out to my parents one more time because yes, they had their flaws, but they raised me to be a woman who can do fucking anything. And I am so grateful to them for showing me that. For showing me like there's a lot of money in the world, you just got to go get it. For showing me like you can do anything you dream of and you you have our support. You know, like really, I I really yes, I've had my issues with my parents, but like they really have always supported me and always seen that. And so I have built the strongest sense of trust in myself. And sometimes, like both of them, when I was coming on this trip, like my mom's literally driving me to the airport going, honey, like, are you sure? Like two weeks is so long. And I'm like, I'm your daughter. Like you raised me. I'm an independent woman like you raised me to be. I can do this, you know. I've got this. And I really feel like, you know, it was a, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, but I am becoming a woman who knows how to trust in herself. And that feels really good. And I really want to share that with you. When you have an idea, like this morning, before I wanted to buy this, um, this course, I really felt like I needed to run it by somebody. Like I thought, like, maybe I'll tell Bruna, like, And then I'm like, not that Bruna cares, you know, not that she doesn't care, but it's like, you know, she doesn't really, those aren't things that we like update each other on. And I was like, maybe I'll tell my business coach. Like, why do you need her to approve of your next like investment? And I just realized like, why do I feel like before I make big decisions, I need to check in with people about it. I used to check in with my dad about all of my decisions. And that's why I wrote this post last night about like, there's so many women out there who are checking in with the men in their lives, their big brothers, their husbands, their best guy friends even, you know, to make, help them make sure they're making the right choice. And it's like, ladies, women, 
You have an intuition of a goddess. You are divine. Your womb speaks to you. Your third eye is a lotus flower opening now as I speak. You have the answers inside of you. You know what's best. And when we look to other people to tell us whether or not we should do something, we, we take away a bit of our own sovereignty, a bit of our own power. So when I decided to do this retreat and when I decided to buy this, this course, I let Bruna know the dates of the retreat because it's by my birthday and she might be planning something. <laughs> and I let her know I'm going to go do this thing at this time. And she let me know how she felt about it, which obviously was fine. But I didn't ask for permission. I didn't ask for input. I didn't ask if she thought it was a good idea. I make those decisions. I'm the boss of my life, you know? So I came to Oregon to really step into that aspect of myself. And, you know, it feels important to say that I know I haven't said this much on the podcast, but Oregon is where I had my lowest, absolute low, low, lows. Moving here when I was 18, fresh out of the cove on Mount Olympus, Utah. I had the, first of all, I had the craziest culture shock, right? Crazy culture shock there. And, and I'm someone who's traveled the world and, you know, Oregon, Southern Oregon, so bizarre. And there wasn't very much sun there. And there were a lot of drugs there. And I'm, like I said, I'm just like a naturally smart, <laughs> that sounds so conceited, but like school has always been easy for me. Actually, it wasn't easy for me until I was told that I was smart when I was in seventh grade, but that's a different story for a different time. So like, I really let myself... I really let myself go in a way when I started college. Um, I was in a long-distance relationship. I had this terrible eating disorder. I was very depressed. I was very afraid that if I made a mistake, my parents would stop financially supporting me. Like There were so many weird energies weighing down on me. I was also falling very, very hard for my best friend in college. And having to hear about the guys she was hooking up with. That really fucked me up. Like, there's so many things. The drugs, the the, the lack of sunlight. The, uh, uh, there were so many things. Also, in college, like, you are not... College is not indicative to good mental health. It isn't. And I will say that to anyone who needs to hear it. If you're in college right now, your mental health is probably not doing well. Which is why when I checked myself into the health center because I wanted to kill myself, they very swiftly took action. And I don't feel like today is the day for me to get any deeper into that part of the journey, but if this is something that anyone wants to hear more about, I guess, like if there's someone out there who needs to hear that story, I guess I'll know and I'll share it, but right now it doesn't feel present, it doesn't feel necessary. I would go to the beach house and I would just ask myself, like, 
I am in my dream college. I have amazing friends. I'm on a sailing team. It's fucking dope. I have this beach house I can run away to. Look at the beautiful ocean. Like, I have this boyfriend who loves me. I have no debt. I live in this amazing apartment my parents pay for. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I so unhappy? Why do I want to die? And that's how I felt living here in Oregon. And eventually, I left. I went back to Salt Lake City. I had to focus on healing. And I couldn't do that here. I, 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 I just couldn't. Sometimes I wish I would have stuck it out, but I didn't. That's not my reality. And so when I come back here, you know, I have so much of those memories come back up. You know, just that drive down the 101. I can remember all the drives I took down the 101 bawling and wondering what is wrong with me. So it feels really important that I return to this space. When we came here for Thanksgiving, it had been my first time in a while, and all these old memories were coming up. It, you know, there's a lot of processing that needed to happen for what I went through, what I put myself through, the ways that I got my heart broken, the ways that I hurt myself, harmed myself, all of that. I have to come here and be with it. And so I have been, and it's actually, you know, like, wow, y'all, you can grow out of the darkest, darkest, scariest, most terrifying places. And you can find yourself where I am sitting in the sunshine all by myself in this beautiful home saying, wow, I am the most blessed fucking person out there. I live the best life. I have so much love. I feel so much love. I have such an amazing relationship. I have such an amazing family. I have such amazing friends. I have so many fucking clients. Money is flowing through me. I feel great about myself. I feel connected to my gods, my Buddhas, my connection, my leaders, my teachers my guides, myself, my soul. And there were many, many, too many nights in my life when I went to sleep hoping I wouldn't wake up. And it just feels really important to share that message today that no matter how dark it gets, you can always rise out of it. Because now I am at an energetic frequency where I am simply unavailable for any of that. Any of those low-frequency things that got me into that dark place, I'm no longer a match for. So I don't even have to be afraid that I'm going to go back that way because that's impossible. My frequency is too strong. My field is too strong. The people that I surround myself with simply will not let me. And if you're listening, you know. And so I'm here to create a life of beauty. That's what I'm here to do. 
And from that darkness, from seeing the ugliest parts of myself, from seeing the darkest parts of humanity, I am able to appreciate how incredibly fucking blessed I really am and to embrace all of the privilege that I have and receive it as the gift that has been given to me so that I can create a life of beauty. I can be of benefit to all beings. I can share the dharma, the path, the purpose, and be someone who is a part of creating a new earth to influence as many people as I can with my unconditional heart and to empower all of you to wake the fuck up, you know? Like, really, like, that's it. If you're listening to this right now, you are awake. You have awoken. Congratulations. (laughs) My gene keys told me that I should let you know that. You've awoken. And you cannot go back to sleep. You never will. It's impossible. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about backsliding or going back to sleep. You are awake. And we are going to take every single blessing, all of our privileges, everything that we have, which is the blessing of your human fucking life, the source, the divinity that's rolling through you right now, you're going to use every ounce of that to make the world a better place, okay? Wow, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. (laughs) This is my natural state. I really like to be zen, chill, Jane. But I have a lot of fucking passion, you guys. And I don't want to see any more privileged white girls out there who have a college education and zero debt not doing everything that they fucking can to make the world a better place. And if you feel like I'm talking to you, I am talking to you. And if you're like, but Jane, I am making the world a better place, then good. I am motivating you. Keep doing it, my love. Thank you. Thank you. Because we need more of that. You have seen what happens to people when they let the elitist side of wealth and privilege take them away from their soul. And they put their soul into a Prada bag, right? We have seen that. We are transcending that. I want my soul to be richer than that. I want my glow to be so radiant that there's no clothes that I could wear that could make you doubt that I am richly divine. That's the kind of wealth and abundance that I crave. That upon meeting me, you don't size me up and try to guess what my wealth is. You feel my energetic wealth. And that is the only answer you need. Because people like me make sure that everything is available to us because we don't take no for an answer. Because we know that the universe, it's here to fucking give me everything I want. Did my parents give me everything I want? No, they did not. If they didn't give it to me, I found a fucking way. (sighs) Wow. I'm fired up, y'all. So, how can you create and build a life of beauty? Y'all, this is the last time I'm going to say it. Come and join us in sanctuary. Come and join us in sanctuary. 
come and join us in sanctuary. And if you're like, Jane, I want to, I would love to, it sounds amazing, but I know I can't afford it. Well, you know what? I don't care. Message me. I'm giving scholarships. And I decided not to post about this everywhere that I'm giving scholarships, unless, of course, I get no one applies, then maybe I'll try to get the word out more because I'm like, <laughs> I know that there's a few of you out there who are just like, maybe not ready to invest or maybe just in a place where that would not be a financially responsible choice. Because when you enter a group program, I want you to show the fuck up. And if I charge something that's affordable, are you going to show up? No, I am a teacher. This is like basic stuff. <laughs> but if I charge you something that is very challenging to your budget, you will show the fuck up and you will get results. And I want your fucking results. Sorry, I'm like getting into super fiery coach Jane right now. Maybe you haven't seen this side of me, but if you work with me, you'll see it. <laughs> it's here. I'm an Aries. And... I don't want to make myself seem unreachable. I don't want to speak to your scarcity. And I also don't want to make myself seem unreachable. And I don't want you to feel like you don't deserve to be in my space because you don't have this, you know, income, this disposable income right now. So as I've been here, I just keep on getting this message of just like, if somebody out there is listening right now and they want to come and join us in sanctuary and have this experience and really have reverence for this offering that is changing lives every single day, you guys. <laughs> like, I'm not exaggerating. I'm amazed at this work. I'm amazed. It's the program. It is not me. It just came through me and it's there and it's not me. It's the program. It's the magic of the program. If you want to come be a part of this, you want the community. You want to get into a space with me. You want to see what the program is. You want to learn about your chakras. You want to start mastering your meditation. You want to start learning about Reiki energy healing. You want to learn how to open your own Akashic records. Like you guys, this is some potent shit that I'm sharing with you. If you want to join us, just send me a message in any way and say, can I get the scholarship application? Just say that, Jane, can I get the scholarship application for Sanctuary? Because I feel really, really called to join you. And I don't want to let my fears and my scarcity hold me back. And I'll have you apply just like everybody else does. But I want you to share a little bit with me about why you want a scholarship. Why should I let you join us without any payment? when everyone else has paid, you know? And in return, I want to feel from you, are you going to show up the same way that my VIPs are showing up? That's what I want to see. Or you will get Coach Jane if you want some of that, okay? So, I mean, you guys, this group, it's uh, just like these, uh, they're so beautiful. Like, Oh my gosh, I just like attract just such incredible women and I cannot wait to get together with you. So tomorrow morning, oh, 
This episode will not be out tomorrow morning. Sorry, you guys. You're going to miss it. But this episode will be out on Sunday. So yesterday, on Saturday, we had our first tea time where we all got together. And whenever I start a new group program, I just I like to have a little tea time with Jane that's outside of the actual program, outside of the course, bonus where we can just sit down and connect with each other so that we don't enter into the program as strangers. We can feel like... We felt into each other's energy a little bit. And for those of you who are already inside, you got some homework, babe, before our first call. Our first call is Thursday, the 24th at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Or if that time doesn't work for you, it's on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So if you're wondering if like like is there time? There's time. And each each week it's going to be the same call in those two times. So if for some reason you can't make the Thursday, you can plan to make the Saturday. You can prioritize, you can figure it out, you can move your schedule around so that you can make the live calls. And if you don't make a live call, the replay is posted to the sanctuary portal where you are not only getting all of my OG sanctuary guided meditations, but all of the new content that I'm making as well. Like this is fucking mwah, chef's kiss jackpot you guys like I am so obsessed with my work right now I am just like I am the fucking Leonardo da Vinci of chakra healing and energy work (laughs) yeah I obviously get really conceited when I spend time alone don't I But you guys know, it's just, it's an amazing program and I've seen what happens when a group of girls come together with this much strong intention to be guided for, you know, 14 weeks and to be committed to their own quantum leaps, to be committed to their own manifestations, to be committed to discovering their purpose and getting their lives together. I see what happens because that was my path and I created Sanctuary to reflect everything that I learned along the way. To get me to be this person who's like chilling in her beach house, happier than fucking ever, all by herself. I'm so in love with myself right now. I never thought that I could feel this way. And I'm so grateful that I am entering my Saturn return in this energy. And I want you to feel this way. I want you to feel the vibe. I want to lease the vibe out to you. I want to share it with you. I want to do the work of the Bodhisattva by influencing your life, teaching you to transcend your own suffering by getting it together, aligning the chakras, opening the heart, coming into your fullest integrity with your highest being and awakening even more because every day, every breath, we have the opportunity to awaken more and more. And sometimes, honey, you need someone to guide you. So I'm ready to expand, you know. So this morning I invested in this retreat and this program by people that I've been following for a long time that I'm like, you, I want you to guide me into my expansion, you know. Like you give me some wisdom that I haven't heard yet. I'm willing to learn something new. I'm opening up to this expansion. I am opening up to my next level, Jane. And so when you say yes to yourself, when you trust in yourself, when you listen to that inner voice that's like, I want to do sanctuary, that sounds so cool, I want to work with Jane, I want to be one of those people, you trust in yourself and your worth enough to just send the DM, you know, that can be the hardest thing is like messaging me because I'm not going to come looking for you, honey, that's not how I, that's not how I roll, message me, email me, DM me, text me if you have my number, I don't care how you do it. Say, Jane, send me 
the application for sanctuary because I want to invest in myself. Or, Jane, send me the application for the sanctuary scholarship because I really want to be on this journey with you. And I will send it to you. And I will guide you through it. And you, like everybody else who has worked with me, will be so grateful that you listened to that inner knowing, you trusted yourself, and you made that bold choice forward. If you want to learn to trust in yourself more, this is the secret, baby. Take a risk. Do something brave. Do something courageous. I thought I was going to come to Oregon and be fucking miserable by myself and crying. And I am like, oh my god, I love being by myself so much. Is this okay? Literally, like, is, is this okay? Yes, it's okay. I am celebrating how in love with myself I feel in this moment. So how do you want to show yourself that you love yourself? How do you want to show yourself that you trust in yourself? How do you want to show up for your own evolution? And who's guiding you? It may not be me, right? But if you're listening, like, I might be a good guide for you. If you like listening to my voice... <laughs> If you're still listening, like, I might be a good guide for you. I might be a good space holder for you. My community might be your best friends that you've been looking for. You know? So, there's plenty of time to join us. There's plenty of time to join us. Even if on Wednesday night, even if on Thursday morning, you're like, Jane, I am still thinking about sanctuary. If you were listening to this and it's Thursday, February 24th, and you're like so inspired and you're like, Jane, I want to do it. Message me. I'll get you in. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. We got plenty of time, boo. No rush. Okay. Okay, you guys, that's all I have for you. I'm going to go figure out what the else to do with my Friday night alone in Lincoln City. <laughs> And I'm going to get this edited up. I hope you've enjoyed this solo episode. I, we are just going with the flow. We are opening up to the universe's divine gifts and guidance that is always coming our way because the Buddhas are showering us with gifts every single day and we just have to be worthy enough to receive them, my dear. Receive them and then pass them on with beautiful generosity. Be giving. Arouse your inner altruist. <laughs> And may this message be a benefit to all sentient beings everywhere. I hope you have a beautiful day. I love you so, so, so much. And I can't wait to hear from you.